Yes, sir. It's your boy, France. Let's talk Battle Rap Podcast. Battle Rap Podcast of New York. Follow our show everywhere at LTBR Podcast on all social media platforms. And log on to Let's Talk Battle Rap.com for your latest Battle Rap news and editorial. We're fresh off of homecoming weekend, so you, you will see a recap article available at this point if you're hearing this the podcast is dropped i just want to give a quick monologue intro to give a few updates from some things we missed in the pod we didn't get a chance to talk about jack boy main and k-shine's battle not going down and i want to give you guys a direct news update from boss man beasley himself from url he said uh, the battle will not be going down due to a, a health concern he did not specify who, but if you read between the lines, I think you are able to figure out, you know, who has had health concerns in the past out of the two. And um, I just want to say this much salute to Jack Boy, man. I've seen him have his battles on the stage like with Lou Castro, with Tink the Demon and other performances where he's fought through some of his lupus flare ups and his body really uh, just having some difficulties that uh, is hard to physically come overcome and. That's out of his control. A, a health concern of that magnitude should not be taken lightly. And I really hope this battle does get postponed and rescheduled very soon. I know K. Shawn was very upset. Uh, we seen him over the weekend upset about the flight. Um, he got to the venue on time. Uh, he was really adamant. I heard him outside talking to Beasley on, I think, 15 minutes of fame camera. Like, Jack Boy has to pay for this before the battle got um, postponed. And then after he went to the stage, got mic'd up, and they took the mic off him, he was really upset. Um, but again, if it was a health concern, as it is, you know, I'm not, if it was, it is a health concern. Um, I hope that Kayshawn could be understanding to it and reschedule the battle with him. You know what I mean? Kayshawn did go live on his own afterwards. You know, Kayshawn doesn't do in, much interviews. He likes to take care of it on his own accord and as he should control the narrative as as you want. Some things he did say in his uh, video on Caffeine, uh, the dojo show that he has, he says that he uh Wants to battle Iron Solomon, so that's pretty interesting. He says he hopes Jack really had a medical condition. He wishes him well, but he's not rebooking this battle because he never wanted it in the first place. Um, We will see, man. I really hope the battle does get rebooked due to a medical condition out of everybody's control that the reason why it's not happening. But if Sean feels that way, then you know the man feels that way. Hope to see him on that URL stage. Would have been an honor and a, a pleasant treat to have watched him work in New York. It's been five years since he touched Irving Plaza. Fun fact, the last URL event at Irving Plaza um, where he performed that, which was Summer Madness 6, that was the last event at Irving Plaza. Kayshawn was on that card. And Kayshawn is the only person that was on the last Irving Plaza card and homecoming. So it was it, it, he was due for a special performance tonight. And Jack Boy obviously uh, wanted to show the world what he was capable of and what he's made of. Will we see the battle in the near future? Stay tuned to details and developments. And yeah. And one last thing about this monologue before we go into the, the podcast with me and Vlad. I did do an interview with Murder Mook's manager, Van. Uh, you know, I had to chop it up with all of Harlem and uh, <laughs> I had to keep that same energy as I did, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't talk greasy and run. You got to show your respects, apologies, flowers when and give credit when credit's due. But I got a chance to talk to Van. I really was intrigued to talk to him the most about some of Murder Mook's adjustments, his mindset and what he did going into this battle that was so different than the rest. So I'm going to put that um, interview at the end of this podcast. It's about maybe three, four minutes long. We did it outside on the Zoom and uh, enjoy the podcast, man. Me and Vlad get into the details and depths of homecoming. Now, you know what's going on with Kayshawn and Jack. You'll have a nice little special treat at the end. 
Enjoy the podcast. Um, in five, four, three, two, one. From Iraq to Kuwait, world up, that's the station. Regulation, CNN, Channel 10, once again, what walk? Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast, the Battle Rap Podcast of New York and the Battle Rap Podcast of the world, Craig. Today's a very special episode. Once again, this old head gets to rejoice and all the New York glory, we brought it back home once again. You know how we get down, Murder Mook salute. But today is a jam-packed show. You're going to get nothing but power punches from me and France. We're going to do a full, full, full in-depth from in the building to in the crib recap of Homecoming URL. Came back home. They came to New York City, Irvin Plaza. So we're not even going to waste any time, France. Let's get straight to it, player. How are you? How was your night? You know you got to talk me through the whole thing, man. I need the details, 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 player. Yeah, good morning, man. Good morning. Fresh off of homecoming. My first yes. initial thought is, man, River Plaza has no seats. We haven't been here in a long time. I forgot this place has no seats. Why we come, Why we want to come back here again? <laughs> <laughs> For that feel, man. You know that. For that yeah, feel. Hey, listen, that feel also came with that pain, all right? A lot of people were fainting. There was more, uh, yo, like, at least like four people fainted. Um, it was crazy. Uh, it's because every smoking every, all that weed and drinking no water. I did a radio people roulette show. At 7 a.m. I did a radio roulette show and there were some fans that were there for the first, their first event ever. And they yeah. experienced the pain. Welcome to battle rap. Oh, um, shout out to what's her name? Georgiana. Jo yeah. Jo Georgina. <laughs> yeah. 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 She has some good points, man. Salute to Georgina. You know what I mean? Georgina. Uh, I was there with Lay and her, her her boyfriend's back just gave out and he, they had to leave early and watch the rest <laughs> live and for free at home. Um, listen, man, everybody, you know, you got to go through it. Some physical labor <laughs> of what it takes to be a battle rap fan. And everybody was reminded there in a venue with no seats. Yo, man, that's why I tell everybody work out as much as you can stretch on a day-to-day, -day, cause you will find out your body's full capabilities when you try to go to a battle rap event. And mm. good yo, good thing, good thing you got that massage gun, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That thorough gun. So you can blast hey. the back, blast the hey. legs afterwards. Hey, look, cover, I, blast I, I, the I know neck, the shoulders. I, I know the deal, man. I don't do the camp out. I know when to get there right on time to load manage the feet. I got the new balances <laughs> or the Adidas. Shout out to Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> the new balance is real great for battle rap. New battle rap. That's what new balance is for right there. Yo, Fred's got the air curvy enthusiasms. <laughs> <laughs> the Larry Davis. Throw on some CBD cream before you leave. You oh, laugh. my God. What, what you wrap your knees up to, man? You put on the Patrick Ewing knee hey, with I, the I ice say, already I've, in there? I've been going to events for, like, you know, over a decade, and the labor of it has never been easy. Like, it's it just never gets any easier. You know what I'm saying? Actually, Easy tweeted out at one point. He said, my feet are on. Fire in Urban. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's that old feel, man. You got to go through it, man. You got to go through it at least once, yo, at least once. You can earn that badge. Mm-hmm. But talk to me, though, man. You pull up. How was the scene? How was everything? 
You know, what I mean, did it feel nostalgic? Did you did you get a different feel pulling up to Irvin Plaza once again? You know, it was it def. I love the fact that you know I'm back home. Uh-huh. Definitely gave me that feel, but it was different because mm. prior to 2017, before we stopped coming to Irvin Plaza, you know, LTBR didn't exist. I was just still a fan and you know an ex writer of battle yeah. rap and. Let's talk battle rap's platform didn't launch until like November of 2017. So that was the last of we seen of Irving Plaza as we knew it. So this time I'm returning to Irving Plaza as like a figure more than mm-hmm. a fan. And it was a lot of you're the guy from the MOOC conference. I'm like, no, I'm the guy from Let's Talk Battle Rap. But I appreciate <laughs> Hello, it. hello. But I appreciate that. <laughs> and while you're you at know, it, log on to let's talk You feel me? Great plug. And you know, there's a lot of people that even besides that, just like recognize me, said thanks for the content, thanks for our contributions, yeah. thanks for what we do. People want to take photos. I, I'm always a little tripped out when somebody wants to take a photo with me. Like just, you know, because I'm not, I, I, you know me, Vlad, I don't have an ego. Like, and I'm here for the art. So like, there's, there's so many people that noticed this, the brand and they're like, yo, let's talk battle rap. What's your name? France. Yeah. So they knew the brand before they knew France, which is always yeah. been my goal. I nice, want you to yeah. know the brand before me. I'm, I'm not an egomaniac. There's a lot of egomaniacs right. in this game. <laughs> they can't, they, they, they would love nothing more than to <laughs> plaster their face on everything they can. Me, I, I just want to do good work for the culture and be recognized as, as such. In fact, so right. but, but, but at the same time, though, man, yeah. when people stop and show love, if they want to take a photo or something, it's like they're taking the time out to, you know, to to to, to create a, a, a moment out of out of Pat. You know what I'm saying? Out of a, yeah. a, a shared joy for battle rap. It's only a good thing. So no, 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 it's, it's photo, extremely humbling. Them, you know what I mean? No, I, 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 I love it. Them. I love it. I take it. I just. It's just like, whoa, like, you know, I'm like, it I is appreciate trippy, the love. Though. I got to say, it is a little I trippy. appreciate the love. It's just it's a little trippy. It's like, damn, I'm that much of a figure, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, I don't view myself that way. I don't put myself above the artists or the leagues. I just do the work. As a matter of fact, I saw Stiz from Battle Academy and we actually never met. We spoke all the time on social media, on DMs and messages. But we never met. And yeah. so he finally was like, oh, you're you're uh, you're let's talk battle rap, right? and then i just love when at least people meet me or see me for the first time they say the brand first and then my name yeah, which yeah, is yeah is all i wanted no that's fire man that's that yo we work hard though man you know what i'm saying we worked hard so the fact that that folks are recognizing you know it's, it's fantastic man it's all we ever wanted just to yeah, put man. in good content and just have folks gravitate to it yeah, so that was that made Urban Plaza a little different than what I was what I was used to the nostalgia of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was intriguing, you know what I mean? Everybody wanted to, you know, take me to the roof, get me on the stage, and I'm just like, like nah, I like being in the pit with the people, man. I love to experience the battles like in a nice area where I could see the stage and be in the yeah. energy to see how the how the people feel because at the end of the day, at that moment, I'm be, I'm becoming a consumer before I go report and journalize on what I just what I just witnessed. Mm-hmm. So, crowd was good. Crowd was good. Um, crowd was Yo, definitely. The fools are showing up at like six a.m. Dog. I never understood that. You know, I I realized that I think they're just there for the entire communal aspect of it, and you know, you get to congregate all day long, and maybe for some of these people, like it's the only battle rap event that they'll go to all year. So it's like, you know what? I'm such a hardcore fan that. 
these other people who show up to the front, they're probably doing this like every event. And it's like, yo, we're like the ultimate tailgaters of battle rap. So, I mean, salute to them. I, I could not do it, man, because that's I don't know how many hours that is. Man. That's, that's I just, it's, it's ludicrous, it's, dog. I, I just don't know why there's the need for, you know, unnecessary taxing hours when it comes to these <laughs> events any anything less that i can do to prepare myself for the event i will do instead of doing more to <laughs> wear out my energy sooner but that, that's just me. that pain dog salute, salute to y'all man mm-hmm. but uh where, where, where we want to take it like what, what we want to talk about next do you want to start from the, you want to go in order of the battles or you want to get to to, to to the grand finale first. I, I, Maybe we look, should just I, go in order. I, I you know I, I wanted to go in order, but also that I know they want to hear it too. You know what I'm saying? So I, do we give it up? Do we make them earn it? Like let's go in order. Let's go in order, player. Make, all right. I know. I know what y'all came for this pod for. Y'all gonna have to listen through <laughs> to get it. All right. Let's talk about Kiss Late and Stumbles, man. They hit. They take the stage, and I want you to tell me how what was it like for you from at home as well. So they take the stage. They're both extremely excited. They're both wearing slick walks. They're both supporting goods. They've both gotten a lot of um, great feedback from a lot of the vets. You know what I'm saying? Stumbles was saying it earlier this week in a space with, like, Big T, Verb, and um, yeah, somebody else that was in there, man. I can't, can't recall right now. But they're all just giving Stumbles advice. And Stumbles is like, yo, man, I never thought I'd be on. I always said I'd be on you all around, but I never thought I'd be on a murder moot call. This shit beautiful. This shit beautiful. I'm a <laughs> oh, good guy. Oh my god. Oh my good god. And so he takes the stage and you know it was very reminiscent of this standing ovation that Jack Boy got at um Summer Impact Reloaded against franchise where it's like yo we we love you so much that we love your potential we're ready to see what you can do. So like he got like a big standing ovation when he took the stage and Stumbles understands pacing and and structure a little bit more right because out the gate, his first like four bars he landed, and then he kept going. And I would say at least in his first twelve bars of his first round, like he at least landed with the crowd three times. And it's like, oh great, he understood that he was probably gonna be the first battle, capitalize off the first moment, um, the most energy, set the tone for the night, and probably go first to the point where he's like, I'm just gonna land out the gate, bomb, bomb, bomb. And man, did it start so good? Started so good, but. By the brand of his own name, uh, catapulted his own momentum. You know what I mean, bro? From the crib, dope intros. Everyone's hype. He brought the belt out. I said, "Oh, we gonna have a goodie tonight." My man's got the belt. I said, "Okay, okay." Stumbles, and yo, out the gate, son was landing bombs. Yo, I'm like, all right, Stumbles, you got this. You got this. And like you said, man. He landed such a haymaker. France, I think what actually happened is like the moment got to him. I think he landed the haymaker so hard that it was just like, oh my gosh, like that electricity came back. And I think he just got caught up in the moment. I think, you know, he just got a little lost in his thoughts. And then from there, it was just slipping on ice, trying to get it back. And the way that he writes, I thought it was going to be more like that like the first few bars were just like very heavy punches and then from there it was more like intricate connecting wordplay that was happening and less big haymakers and bruh 
Kid Slade did the total opposite. He said, I'm just going to hit you with bombs all first round long. Like there was just a clear separation in the similes, clear separations and metaphors, punchlines, all of that stuff. He was just on another level. And when we were texting in the group chat, I, I mentioned one thing. Yo, this is the best voice projection that I've ever heard from Kid Slade. Like, mm -hmm. he was on it. I've never heard that much projection, and the aggression was there. And, you know, he he, he had some performance bars. You know what I'm saying? It's still getting comfortable. He's still working on it. But he's, he's committing to it. You know what I'm saying? So the first round from Kid Slade was just perfect man i mean it was just bar after bar after bar talk to me about it in the building because at the crib i was getting hyped like i could feel the electricity through the screen especially after fumble fumbles especially after stumbles kind of let the air out of the ball you know the way his round concluded and he just said oh no man I, i'm not partaking in a mid-ass battle at least i'm gonna be fire like <laughs> i'm turning up man and he was he was perfect the first round. I got nothing bad to say at all. What you gonna do when we call you when you call your mom and we pick up? Bro, come on, man. Man, listen, Vlad, this was the kid slave. And that ain't that... the only one, though. No, that, that ain't there's... even the only one. There, there's many. There was many. Listen. The grind lit, my squad rich. We sell grams and buy bricks. A tall nigga was short-tempered. He lived long, but died quick. If I live, the shots rip. Beans on, the mop stick. Tin connect, your top split. Or oh, I wave the deuces in your face. Watch this. Watch He's a dead nigga. The seven. Oh, man. I said it. This is the kid slave that I feel like we all have been waiting for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he won uh, his rookie of the year from the first crucible class and had been getting all these major looks this year, right? He's on caffeine multiple times. Bad news. Rada was on the New Orleans card against Big T had a main event against real name brand and all wins. But they were like, you know, they were solid performances, but you didn't get that breakout from him yet. Maybe you questioned the stage, the timing, the opponent. And at that moment, like I kind of had a theory of like, maybe it's because he's going first and it's really hard to be the best performance of the night going first. Like yeah. most times I did not. If that happens, the rest of the card could be underwhelming. But he, he, this was a different situation. This was like him catapulting all of his experience together. He put it he put it all in one. He finally got a match. And a mission that probably really piqued his motivation to that level. And plus, you know, he's been rubbing shoulders with goods lately. Like goods has probably been a really good mentor to him. I want to shout that out. And yeah. I feel like he, 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 it clicked for him. Finally, he put it all together. He was clicking on all cylinders. I know everybody was like that first round was overkill. And that's probably the only critique I would have for this first round, but I, I, I don't even blame him for it because he's probably never experienced that level of, you know, your son jumped in the crowd. <laughs> He pulled He's a Danny Myers. You see what Danny started? Yeah, like he probably never experienced that much like energy, electricity, and 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 re, you know satisfaction from just delivering a battle rap round. And like he had the room shaking, bro. You That's know what, what I'm saying? saying? So I, I can see why you're like, I don't want to cut this round off. This is amazing. I'm like, keep going. I'm I don't know going. when this is gonna end. <laughs> I don't want this to I end. This feeling. I need this feeling in my the veins. Only, the, the only critique. The reason why I have the only critique is that it was overkill is that if you have an opponent that's probably not going to beat themselves, like Stumbles did, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. you know, um, 
you you could run the risk of like you peaked in that round for the rest of the battle. You know what I mean? Like if he just takes like a minute or two of that content and just sprinkles it over somewhere else, like then it's another like, oh, cast it over. And Mamba mentality was shown though. You know what I'm saying? Because the second round was good, not like his first. His third round definitely a hundred percent nailing the coffin, but the battle was won by then already anyway too. Yeah. So I mean, Kit Slade has shown that he is a top twenty battle rapper. He's going on my ballot, hundred percent sure. For me, um, I love the the year he's been having, and I also I'm really happy that at the end of the day, consistency prevailed over potential. I love Stumble's potential. I do. You you outlined his story a few weeks ago about how much he's changed his narrative, and the storyline is amazing. But at the end of the day, like I, you know, we still need to see a little bit of consistency. Like I would love to see two to three performances in a row where like he doesn't stumble. You know what I'm saying? Because outside of the snake battle against Suge, like there was still very few brief pauses that he got away with but Irvin Plaza that is airtight you can't get any you <laughs> it's can't a different get any. scenario it's a different scenario you can't get learning any of that off of Irving learning experiences so yeah to, to to put a ribbon on this Kid Slade was definitely fired that first round and a lot of times when people watch battles now they usually go back watch one round that they really like from it so if you're gonna leave it all on the floor why not you know what I'm saying um, I got to give him his props. Even though he jumped in the crowd, he never lost track of where he was. Like he seemed like he had full command of all of his bars that night. And you, and even you notice like second and third round, like his voice was definitely getting hoarse. And even he said it on stage. Losing and my voice. <laughs> it does bring down some of the impact. So if he can find a way to maintain that decibel level that he did in the first round, you know, without losing his voice, if he could figure out some way to do that, it'll definitely make the bars impact better. Um, as far as stumbles, good takeaways is hey, you're able to gain the crowd's attention. Like people want to hear you rap. Like you're a you people have want to good... see you win for sure. Yeah, people want to see you win. Succeed. They they want to hear what he wants to say. I, I don't mean you know win the saying? battle. I mean like just do good. Like they want right, to see him right, succeed. right. They they want to hear what he wants to say. So he has because. Yo, how many times have we seen rappers get on the stage and people just don't care? Like, they're not even trying to... Like, you got to land one to make them stop what they're doing to pay attention. Like, you already have that. You did have some good bars. And don't get me wrong. I was listening. He had some sneaky bars in there, right? Which were good. That's some dark good bars. Good writing man. bars. That's some dark bars, too. He did. Well, listen, <laughs> friends, we'll record it like, I don't know, 930 in the morning or whatever. Like, I don't even want to <laughs> battle rap is, you know what Debo said? It's a nasty, yeah. negative, niggery business. So anywho, but, you know, so yes, you did have some good wordplay, but it was a little too intricate. It's like. It was like too much steams on the stage. Not saying that you rap like steams, but it's too intricate, some of it. And you left the big bombs at home for some reason. And K K Kid Slade just said, you're going to leave them bombs over there? I'm going to pick them up and bring them to the battle and drop them on your head. So he did that. And the fact that they were both good friends for many years, I didn't know how that would impact the battle. But Kid Slade, like you said, mama mentality, man. He He went to go break his neck. You know what I'm saying? And he was fire. Salute to him, man. Give him a plate. Give him a really good, you know, battle next go round. And let's test it. Let's see what's up. Let's see. Let's see him maintain that. Before we go to the next battle, um, I was walking around just to check the temperature after that battle, see what people thought about it. Bumped into yeah. Easy. Easy goes, yo, friends, what, what you think of that battle, man? What you think of that <laughs> battle? You, th you think he ready? 
And I was like, hey, all, he proved this much that he will rise the occasion to attempt to be ready for you. He goes, I might take him, man. I, li- I like it now. I like him. I, I, see what I, I see what I need to see. Outside of that, first, he can't fuck with me, but I, I like that performance. So, I, you know, you spark easy to block Captain's interest now. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. All you dudes who sitting around at home writing all these lyrical miracle bars, I love them. Don't get me wrong. I do. But there's a time and place for everything, right? So you see what happened. Kid Slade rocked the big stage and now what the top guys are saying you know what i didn't really want to entertain this before but you showed that you can rock this venue i now want to take you in my next one to two battles or whatever so i'm up for it so there is an importance to rocking the big stage there's a time and place for everything use your pen wisely all right man let's move on to swamp and arsenal player oh man this is a rough battle. This one's to get this, one, yeah, this, this one's gonna be pretty quick, I think, right? Yeah, I think so too. This yeah, is a rough yeah. battle to get through. Um I wasn't was, in person. It was just rough to get through. Everybody in person after like the second round kind of dispersed and just like <laughs> just treated the battle as it was such. Like they went to the bar, they went to go get some popcorn, everybody's yeah. talking about it, talking through it. And I'll say this I was really happy to see how comfortable Swamp looked there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He definitely wrote uphill. Because I feel like his second was slightly better than his first, and his third was probably the best round of the three. So Swamp has the right game plan. He's poised for the stage. The content wasn't as potent for like his Rocket JC battle. And I got a time to talk to Swamp after the battle, and okay. I asked him how was Irving Plaza compared to you know the Warehouse and uh, Raleigh. He said Irving Plaza was definitely the most difficult big stage out of the three. Mm, interesting. Yo, you know what's funny? Going looking at Irving Plaza now. It looks so much smaller compared to some of these other places. Like you look at Warehouse Live and the other place in Houston and the other places they've been. Like the stage is massive. It's mad wide. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to say and this. And now I'm, you're looking at this. Everyone is just really in this tight space on this stage. Like it's completely different than when I remembered it from the past. I love that you sent me a screenshot of the battles while I was there because I wouldn't know what it looked like on caffeine till afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And it looked like vintage old. Urban Plaza. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, but I'll say this in the attendance. You know, everybody loves to be like, it was fifteen hundred, two thousand people there, three thousand people at Urban Plaza. I'm, I'm ready to burst that bubble too, man. It was probably like five hundred people there for real. Mm, okay, you know? I know they're gonna probably say there was more. The official clicker and counters are gonna come out where it's like, well, we counted seven, eight, nine thousand. It didn't feel like no thousand people in there, man. I'll tell you this: I couldn't tell on at home. That's great. I could not tell at home because the angle. Yeah, that I, they I, showed, I don't want to diminish it. I just, I just know yeah. how the exaggeration thing goes on these spaces, and I just want. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you mean for like when the battle is going, yo, man, I rocked over Plaza. It was seventeen eighty in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you remember when everybody was like, oh, Summer Impact Reload at Missouri, there's twenty five hundred people there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. No, man. Oh, right. or my fa- or one of my favorites. Oops. I was 700 people in drum, bro. <laughs> and it's like, guys, it's like, these are all things you can Google. Like, I don't have to do this. The but fans, right, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm leaving it alone. Oh, man. It, it just goes man. to show you, man, uh, how mid this battle was because we're talking about all sorts of tangents right now. Um, <laughs> I will say this. <clears throat> Swamp, very comfortable up there. Looks like he belonged up there for sure. 
didn't let the rough crowd get to him. He still just like went through all of his material and some of it was cool. You know, he tried the um the Arsenal disrespect thing and I'm like, I thought we weren't talking about kids anymore in this culture, but then the crowd erupts when he threatens to, you know what I'm saying, throw uh we good on the recording? Yeah, yeah. All right, because I see a time left countdown joint. We good? Yeah, yeah. Keep going. All right, cool. But anywho, that you know what? That probably saved me from what I was about to say. But anywho, <laughs> so you know, Swamp tried to do the the Arsenal disrespect thing, and it was cool, but I'm like, oh, all right, not for me. And Ars was just, hey, I'm here, you know what I'm saying? I'm rapping, I'm rapping aggressively, I'm rapping with intensity. But the substance in there is just, it just sounds like a mixed bag of potpourri that I've already heard from, from Ars before, just like mixing up, you know, the usual things that I hear in his rounds. Um, the only thing is the third round when he went at Mook and I don't know, man, the, the, the bars towards, you know, m- mentioning Mook's moms, I found them a little tasteless. You know, I don't know what kind of understanding these guys have, or if this is all, you know, WWE and they have an understanding behind the scenes or whatever, but Hey man, Ars going to do what Ars going to do. Um, Swamp was cool, consistent, but nothing through the roof and the battle was all right. I'm not going back to watch the battle, but salute to both of them. Um, two, one, either way. I'm not really writing home about this battle. That's a fact, man. I, um, there's a lot of revisionist history about what Arsenal's done in Irving Plaza. And I just want to say this before we get out of here about this battle. Uh, I remember at the face-offs, Arsenal told Swamp, I rock Irving Plaza multiple times. I rock Irving Plaza multiple times. And then Swamp goes, yeah, well, who'd you battle? And Arsenal's like, who did I battle here? You know, he's like pondering, and everybody's like, pause for a second at the face-off. And then DNA goes, oh, you battle Briz here. And Arsenal's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Next. And I was like, yeah, you see, they that, Enough, enough was said. You know what I'm saying? Um, Swamp won on the fan vote, though. So, you know, that's cool. He got the online popularity. Definitely felt like Arsenal was getting that New York Jersey love in the building. Um, yeah. So I could see where people want to say Arsenal won. Honestly, it's a debatable battle that lacks replay value and doesn't help Swamp's Cody case. I know he was really motivated to try to put another a staple performance onto his campaign to further push it, but you just put it back in a nice area where we just all have to have this discussion yet again. Yeah, Swamp didn't die or get killed or lose clearly. Yep. So it's not like you're taking points away per se, mm-hmm. but it's not like he went crazy and sealed the deal for himself. And Arsenal at this point proved with the third round, he can turn up if he wants to. He can make the crowd get into it. He can make you, you know, feel what he's saying. But it comes with a certain cost. And that cost was, you know, disrespect for someone's moms and stuff like that. And that's cool if that's what, you know, you're going to do. And that's the route you're taking to take. But it's like, I want to hear some some dope bars also, too, with the first two rounds. Like, I'm not here just to watch you turn up and disrespect for one half a round in a three-round battle. That's a fact, Jack. Well, suit to Swamp for the victory on the fan votes. Um, but uh, this won't be one of the battles I'll be rewatching from you this year. Next, <laughs> we got uh, Jazz the Rapper versus Vixen the Assassin. Oh, 
boy. Oh, what do you, what do what we do you want to say about this one, Vlad? France. 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 Yes. Jazz might be the female goat, son. Like, she... <laughs> I'm just saying it just so you know. There's there's arguments with other folks. Yeah. Uh, so whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just leaving it for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. But dog, she put on a clinic last night. Yeah, she she did. put on a master class last night. She put on a TED talk last night. Yeah, she like, did. She wasn't playing games. It's like watching a female surf up there almost, dog. Like, you know, she comes out. You know, Smack introduces Vixen. Cool. You know, looks good. Lace. All that. Corset. Salute to you. And then Jazz comes out. You know, before she comes out, you're in the building, so you probably don't hear. Like, the 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 microphones are picking up certain things. And I'm like, man, like somebody sounds pissed. You know, like, what's going on back there? Like, what's happening? And then Jazz comes out. She's got this mean mug. She's not playing. She looks pissed. And she goes straight into the bars, and it's like, son, she just like started levitating from that point on. Like it was no looking back. She dropped so many bombs in that first round. She switched so many flows in that first round. She went into so many pockets in that first round. I mean, the punch thighs of skill. Like, what, what, what did she not do? Like it was crazy, dog. Like she really talk to me about that first round in the building. Like, what was that like? Please. All right. Well, Vlad, let me say this right. Statistically, this year, um, people that elect to go first without a coin toss, that has not been favorable to them. In fact, that has been uh so far a low percentage move because most times I do not, when people decide to go first, no coin toss needed. I think the record on that is probably like in the 35 to 65%, like you winning that is like 35% as opposed to 65. And I have a whole sample size of just like first rounds where that's happened. Luke Castle versus Cliffs, Tamrock versus Danny. Uh, the, the list just goes on and on and on um, mm-hmm. from this year only. And when Jazz did that, I'm like, you know what? Normally I will call that a, a low IQ move or a, a very difficult decision to make, but not for Jazz. That was all strategy. That was all planning execution jazz like i said last time vlad jazz is methodical Mm. okay she was hitting on all cylinders and she knew from what angle no pun intended to attack vixen every moment in every round and how to separate it and by god like it was it was a masterful performance now i did see a lot of people online uh, when I called it a masterful performance and great performance, there was a lot of pushback online. How did you feel about it from home? Did it did it feel as good as I thought it for felt? Me pers- for me, per- it, I too have seen yeah. some folks, you know, say that it was mid. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I was battle. surprised. I'm like, why? I don't know, you know, but hey, listen, that's why opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one and they all stink. You know what I'm saying? So how can I tell somebody that they're wrong in their opinion? I can just tell you how I felt about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My point of view, I mean, she had three well-structured rounds and fit her punches around, you know, and structured it around the theme for each round. I mean, France from the first joint, 
if me and dog fight, Vic's career going to be ending with Eagles. Come on, man. She went on a whole AMG run with the Kegels bar and the Oladipo heat bar. Come on, man. Like she went ham. The Jordan punching for practice joint, like the two errands, the head buddy, butt. you know, the Miri hoodie, the cheese scheme, the et- Yo, the NBA scheme is kind of crazy. Yeah, you know I, 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 I do want to say this. Oh, um, I, I don't want to be that. I want to be that super technical guy because the Mike Vick ball was fire. His his career ended in the Steelers. But I, what I always Absolutely. say about bars that are not 100% accurate but delivered perfectly, in the moment, we're not going to be the fact checkers. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. the Mike Vick bars. Nobody don't want to be that dude. <laughs> Technically, it's not right. Stop cheering, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's never going to work. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? His career ended in the Steelers. So, so like, when you, when you write out, you're Steelers. like, it's that you know? good. Stop. Stop. But it's still, it's still really good. And, you know, there's a lot of bars like that. I mean, not to fast forward to Mugen Geechee, but, you know, the 60 on the dash bar was like that, too. So yeah, I always yeah, say that when, yeah. when bars that are just a little off on the accuracy or the detail, but just perfectly set up and delivered no one's going to care about the misstep right? right but beyond that bar jazz had a is, is, does jazz sleep sports center on before she goes to sleep you know what oh, i'm saying no. maybe or maybe that maybe that part was taking her to the other level is watching sports center all day long well, hey, no, but i've heard some better sports bars from jazz that bad that i've heard from the sport bar man no, this is what i'm saying like this is kind of <laughs> Her, her, on, Jordan, her Jordan pool ball was crazy. Even Vix had a Jordan pool ball. Joint, we'll, get, we'll get there too. We'll get there too. Come on, dog. Like it was, it was just masterful work to me. It was masterful. Like she, the the voice projection, the flows, the, the interaction with the crowd, the, the, the charm, the, the, the two Aaron the, the bar charisma. Come the two on. Aaron bar was crazy by Jazz too. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, I mentioned that. Yo, man, France on camera, she looked possessed, dog. Like that. For it wasn't until she dropped some bar and she was like, "Oh, I forgot I even wrote that or whatever." That then she kind of like, it seemed like, okay, you know what? Now, all right, I can laugh a little bit. But before all of that, it was straight execution style. Like it was scary. Like I don't know what female is gonna be able to compete with that. Like this was just like the goddess battle where it was like. And you know what I love? Sometimes with jazz in the past, it's like, let me rap. I just want to rap. I just want to rap. And then you get a 40-minute first round, and you're like, yo, man, this is a bit much to watch. But with her this time around, it's like she knows how to stop the crowd and get back to what she's doing. She had the people eating out of the palm of her hands. And it's not just that she's performing these things so well. The bars are dope. They're technically, the way they're written, the setups, the 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 everything about it like it just weaves seemingly like it was just dope like i don't want to jump in a hyperbolic chamber but france man she she keep doing this like come on man she's already the goat to me but she do a few more of these things to a few more of these broads coming for that that woody listen man misfit misfit Yo, you was talking greasy a couple years ago, and I was on the bandwagon and all that. Well, I gotta say, this version of jazz, like I'm not doubting you, Misfit, but this is this is another beast. This is another animal. Like to beat this on a big stage like that, it's a tall task, man. It's a tall task. Let's talk tall task, bit. dog. 
let's talk a little bit about Vixen and um, some of the missteps she had, right? Because this is another performance where kind of similar to the hustle battle. Not all the way similar, but like the crowd just wasn't all the way engaging. This was different. The crowd there was dead. The crowd was the whole dead time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd there was dead, and this time the crowd just like favored jazz more, and it almost felt like Vixen couldn't like keep up. Oh no, 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 no. It's not that the crowd favored jazz more. Right. Jazz disarmed Vixen. Okay. Y'all probably like damn jazz probably done up. What you said? Deuce, deuce, cool, cool, blue, bitch, shut up. <laughs> All you do is phone pop, don't stop, stone top, don't drop. Then you get aggressive on the last word, don't shot. You... What the fuck? What the fuck? What? And you, hold, and you stole that flow from, hold on, and you stole that flow from Jeru's. If the fans say you won, that'll be the last time you steal anything. Basically, if Vixen used twerk moves to spin a pose, we gonna strip her for everything. That shit is easy. She took away her powers, dog. Yes. All right. Great. Great. That was great, so great. damn good. Yes. That once, when you, if you hit as many pockets as she did in that first round, and yeah. you're even if someone doesn't understand battle rap or what's happening, the fact that you're able to just purely with the ears, keep me entertained enough with changing your inflections, changing your cadence, changing the way you're delivering your bars that I'm able to, oh, it's like I'm always scrolling. This is what a jazz battle is like. It's like you're scrolling the timeline and you just can't get enough. Meme after meme after meme. That's what it's like. And with with Vixen, she maintains like the same vocal projection. And at times she's not, it sounds like she's not in full control of her voice. It can shriek a little bit. It can, she has to be able to bring it in a little bit, like a controlled chaos. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes some of the bars can be a little bit overperformed. You know what I mean? And it's great when it's going great. But when well, you've just seen a perfect performance, it can make yours look like you're doing too much and a little bit amateurish compared to what Jazz just did. So yeah. from watching it, it's like... It's just not the same. Well, the, the, the reason I brought up the Miss Hustle battle was because ultimately I saw one thing that was similar there, which was her mm -hmm. commitment to get through a crowd that probably wasn't engaging. Oh, her. absolutely. You absolutely. know what I mean? And that that is extremely commendable and honorable because like at that moment, you're just saying, let me stay tunnel vision. Whether they fuck with me or not, I'm going to lay it all on the floor and maybe on camera like somebody will fuck with it. And that's and that's what you that's what you can hope for at the end of the day if they're not receiving you well in the building but at the end of the day you said it best actually jazz disarmed her you know what i'm saying even in the second round when jazz was like mimicking her whole cadence she and ended it with her style yeah and, and ended it with dome shot it just the, the same thing shot, like it was stove top. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually just like the gaddis battle you said it right like she mimicked gaddis in the second round mimic vixen in the second round but i will say vixen's first round energy wise content wise it at least kept up with jazz's first because there's people you know, it felt like it was debatable, but it was not a clear round. And then from there on out, like it just she kind of struggled to compete. I got to be honest, Vlad, I was watching Vixen and Tay Rock the day before and I was having this conversation with Titus and uh, some of the other mm -hmm. staff LTBR. I'm like, guys, I don't rem I, I haven't watched this battle in a few months and it didn't hit the same for me. You know, and then I was just like, mm. I'm I'm nervous now. Hold on. Like, I feel mm. like we had this battle such a high pedestal because we call it Battle of Night with Tay Rock. 
that we forgot to like revisit it. So much happens. And I watched it again. I'm just like, there's a lot of spaces in between here that did not land. And like we said earlier, Irvin Plaza is very air sealed tight. So even the moments that like you're performing and, and, and delivering on a hundred, but it doesn't connect. Like it almost like takes points away from you in, in that venue. Right. That's what it feels like. Absolutely. Yo, back to that second round of jazzes. When she did all of that and then Vixen went into her second round and pretty much did exactly what jazz said. You're not, it's like your ears are automatically like, Oh, that's exactly what jazz said. And then if the punch doesn't land crazy, then it's like people are really going to say, you know what? Okay, jazz was right. And then it becomes hard to get the ears of the people. But to her credit, she's still rapping at 100% because there are people who just are like, I'm all about the bars. I want to hear exactly what the bars are. And they're going to have their score sheet and say, this is how I scored and blah, blah, blah. Boy, That's Jazz, cool. Jazz put that woman in trouble by the end of the second round. At the end of the second That's round, I was cool. like, I was like, <laughs> she is in Damn. trouble. Yeah, she kicked the ass, man. There, and at one no point, I, I, I don't, I don't want to like this. I don't, I don't want to like diminish any like the effort the Jazz put up there. But at one point, it looked a little effortless, effortless. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and, and I don't want to take nothing away from Vixen. Like she had good material. She had good stuff. Maybe the third. And it, even when Jazz says, yo, I don't, I'm not a dispatcher anymore. I'm living, you know, just off of battle rap and stuff. And then Vixen had the bars of her still being, a, you know, a dispatcher and everything. It's like, even that got disarmed. You know what I mean? So it's just like everything Jazz did was just set up perfectly. And yes, Vixen did have some quality material, but the delivery was slightly off. And I always say this, you know, battle rapping is about saying the right things the right way at the right time. And mm -hmm. Vixen wasn't saying things the right way, and the timing might have been slightly off. She had, you know, the is, right material for a it, good is battle. It, is it safe to say angling is the weakness of Vixen? And also, where does Vixen go from here? I mean, listen, I still want to see the official battle. You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, why not just finish off that Bardashian trilogy? And she already put Casey in a box and, you know, our, our, <laughs> she did. Let's keep it funky. You know what I'm saying? All like, right. we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it real. When it was time to give her her kudos, we did that. Jazz one on one against the Bardashians. Jazz put her in a box, but she did enough to keep the knuckles outside. It was like, you know what? I'm going to be yeah. able to peel this open and, yeah. and, and fight again. But Jazz damn near shut that coffin on you. So, yes, the official battle is still a ting. Because I want to see what's up. Will officials step up and make it a 2-1 versus her? Or will she get two out of the three and she's going to get two head honchos out of the crew? You know what I'm saying? So that's still a story to conclude. So she still got that. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, we shall see, man. We shall see. It definitely hurts to get your endgame boss battle like that and... Almost looked like you didn't compete in the battle and looked completely outclassed there. So it's, it's you know, and, and Vixen said she 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 originally wanted to battle official first and then battle jazz later on. So maybe deep down inside she didn't, you know, feel it. You know what I'm saying? These women have their intuitions and all that. But when that bag calls and jazz is ready to do it, 
You have to step up to the occasion. She stepped up. She did her best. And we know she's going to be fired once again. So it's like, you know, nobody's writing Vixen off or anything like that. But tonight it was just levels. Jazz was elite. You were good. You know, so that's the that's the biggest difference for me. Well said, man. Well said. And um, oh, also in that battle, France. Yes, sir. You went. What was going on up there? Okay, because Remy Ma's up there, and, and and Babs Bunny's up there, and you know, battle rap has corrupted my brain so much that I'm sitting there thinking, is is Remy mad at Babs? Like, oh, do they got beef? Because homegirl look tight. Like, what's going on? You know, on? I heard about the like smoke on this. Like, there was about a lot of smoke being blown, but like I couldn't see it Son, well. You probably I, saw it I, way I, better than I did. So homegirl with the purple. And the, you know what I'm saying is up there with, with, with yeah. a vape pen, yeah, right. And she was blowing her smoke from before, but I'm watching now, and it's like you know Rem came, so now Rem is in the front of the stage. Now she got to stand behind Rem, right? Yeah. And you know sometimes when you smoke in Rem smokes, so she knows the deal. But it's like you you give a courtesy, you blow the smoke straight up in the air. You don't try to blow it straight to the person in front of you. It's a little disrespectful, you know what I mean? And homegirl was blowing that smoke straight past Remy's ear over and over. And at one point, I see Rem turn around like, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then I seen the girl like double down. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a female battle, man. There's some kind of mess going on in there, right? It was best. <laughs> and then I see this white man come out of nowhere with like and I'm like, yo, what's this dude doing on the stage? What is this thing in his hand? Like, what is about to happen here? Like this, yeah. I need to see this mook battle tonight. Cannot end like this. Can we please yeah, get yeah. the purple puff lady off the stage? Because this is about to get crazy. They escorted her off. Smack had to leave. And you know, thank goodness the battle continued. But I will say that to say this. That distracted me from a lot of what Vixen was doing. And someone passed out in Vixen's first round, too. So you put all of that together. Jazz being masterful. This chick blowing smoke. Somebody passing out. Vixen not going nowhere. Should she continue with her bars? When to go? Yeah. Interruptions. And and, and it's like, it just did not. She didn't have a chance to really take flight the way that she needed to. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't it wasn't in the cards. Once again, man, Jazz, she's got some kind of magical power also that just makes the night go right for her and wrong for all her opponents uh, most of the time. And tonight was one of those nights. Yeah, I mean, I know people were saying, like you could argue now, Vixen hasn't won all year between Rock, Hustle, and Jazz, but I still want to see her on the stage more than a lot of other people at the end of the day. So She still gives you 100%. You know, and, uh, at the face I was glad, like I was she was look, looking around like and I'm looking at her. I'm like, yo, she's really a high level battle rapper. Like she's here. Like, you know, just a couple years ago when we covered that Cleveland car, she did a PG. We talked about PG, how talented she though. was and she wasn't really yeah. getting looks. And now, you know, fast forward three years later, she's got a Wody under her belt. As she's, a runner up. she's a runner she's up for Wody's had battle of the year contenders and has rock stages with battle of the night performances to the point where you're just looking like. This is still a high level battler. And at this high of a level, when you're battling the best in the world, this can happen to anybody like remove Vixen from that situation. A lot of people could have lost to Jazz in that same capacity that night, not named Vixen. So she lost to the Cabrita. There's no shame in that. Salute to Jazz. Brooklyn, you are amazing. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. 
You saw Fab's tweet? Fabulous tweeted, Jazz Rapper is my favorite bad rapper, Vixen. I still fucks with you, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yo, mad celebs in the building, man. Fab. Ghostface Killer was in the building, dog. Yeah, I yeah. Go, you know, yeah, yeah. Ghostface no bars, building, Ghostface no bars is tight, so you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. All right, all right. Salute to them. Salute uh, to no bars. Buster Rhymes in the building. Fellow you know, in the building. Yes, yes. Mano in the building. Uh, all, all Fizz the celebs in the came, building. Huh? Lil Fizz was in the building. Yeah. All the celebs came right at the right time, right in time for the, the main event, Murder Mook versus Geechee. They, they know when to come. It seemed, they it seemed like half the building came at the right time. Yeah, hey, you they, know what? While we at it, this girl gets a lot of hell from the community. But salute to Nunu Nels, though. She brought all these people out. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care what anyone says. These people being there makes the event bigger. All right. So salute to her for getting all these people to come out. And it looked like everyone had a good time. So as much crap as she gets, let's give her props when she deserves it, man. Yeah. New, I mentioned in every battle. Murder Mook versus Geechee Gotti, man. Vlad, where do you want to start, man? You want to talk about the battle or do I need to do what I need to do? Hold on. Let me let me get right here. Oh, man. You can't help it with a story. We gonna be forever probably. And I came to blow out your candles. Welcome to I'm a thought. Give me lit. I'ma shoot at a trip. I'ma platoon his head. It's gonna ruin his drip. Going ain't nowhere, baby. Oh, I'ma platoon the drip. You gonna throw the trunk. Nigga, throw the bitch. I need to shake the rule. Easy, nigga. Dot Bob. Which one to talk oh, first? The, the, which one to talk first? The battle or my conversation with Mook? What do we want to get to? No, man, I want to hear about this conversation with Mook, dog. Because, yo, you and Murder Mook, you know, you were his sparring partner. You were the Howard Cosell to his Muhammad Ali. And you guys went round for round. You guys debated for about 30 minutes, got more. over a hundred, more than that, got over a hundred thousand views across all the top platforms talked about all week long and you know and, and I, I just want to know first of all what was that like you got to spar with one of the most incredible minds in battle rap held your own you know what i'm saying however people want to call us how they want to call it i was proud of you you know what i mean and and people were definitely interested in the dialogue and it it really pushed for a, a lot you know, about what is happening in battle rap at the current state, murder mooks, mind state and everything and where he's at. So A, talk to me about that. And then B, lead me up to the battle and your conversation afterwards. I mean, look, man, uh, at the press conference, my goal was only just to challenge him because I felt like he was capable of doing what he did. The Tayrock battle, we all loved it. It had an all URL round. That third round was a masterpiece. But we just, it hadn't translated yet on the stage. And I always had said, like, you know, it would be really hard to replicate those bad performances like the Reed performance or the Iron. Like, you would have to really try hard to be that again. It would be easier to improve from that. And plus, um, the more active he is, the faster he'll get it. And I just want there to not be revisionist history. Like, all the battle rappers said it, like, in their interviews, like, he hadn't mastered the stage yet, and today he mastered it. So, like, the, what? however I felt, the criticism that I gave, I felt like it was... I felt like it was valid in the past because, like, you know, we just hadn't left the building saying, oh, he was the best performer of the night. You know, you like, I didn't ever leave captivated from all those MOOC performances in the past. Like I told him, I've been to all of them. I make sure I'm in the flesh for all of them. I'm outside. 
the Tay Rock but, uh, one, you, you were definitely impressed by that one. I loved it. I was there for that too. I love what it. I'm saying. No, no, no. You said you weren't impressed by it. You mean the big stage ones, not the just big stage, all the big of stage, the big stage. Okay, no, the big just, stage. just get it. All right. Just yeah, wanted yeah, to clear you. that up. Thank you, thank you. The big stage ones, Iron, uh, Reed, Lux. Yeah, yeah. But but the big but the big thing that I said in the press conference, I'm like, well, you battle your peers that you've known for 15, 20 years yes, on the yes. stages. So there's a conversation to be had, which slows the tempo down. Now there might not be a conversation. If you get into punches, gun bars, and performance, like I can see you winning. I told them how I could see him winning the battle. And a lot of what I told them kind of played out that way, right? You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying to take credit. I'm just saying like I felt like he had this idea of like, why do I need to perform or this is not theatrics or I don't have to be worried about rocking a room. And meanwhile, he's here to the crib. He's getting sturdy. Hey, he was getting sturdy on the stage. And it's like, hey. what more performance is that? You know what I'm saying? That's perfect. It doesn't have to be this overly theatrical thing where you fall to the floor on your stomach like Danny Myers, like a sniper and roll around on the stage. <laughs> but the man got sturdy on the stage. And you know what that made everybody on the stage do? Made him get sturdy, get sturdy with him. With him. Yeah. And made him, everybody in the crowd, well, you know what that made him do? Made him get sturdy with him. Yes. And that's yes. all we want. Like, he just gave us all that we wanted. He listened. Um, I, I knew okay. from the press conference and the rollout that he, he wanted to change. I was just alarmed by some of the statements that they were exactly the same from the Reed Dollars rollout. I'm like, is he going to change? Because he's saying the exact same things he said prior. But after the battle, it was very humble wasn't talking shit because in his head he said this is what i expected he looked me in my eyes said i'm gonna 30 geechee and he did that mm. and because he did that i have nothing to say like you know what i'm saying mm. i have no i have no criticism his first mm. round was perfect i think that's an all your own round caliber round fabulous said it's a top three murder mook verse ever you know what i'm saying everybody good said it was one of his best rounds of his career everybody left there like yo your first round was everything and more so even if like his the other two rounds are good too, but if the other two rounds weren't good, we would walk away with that first round forever. That's how good it was, you know what I'm saying? And so the combo with Mook, it was interesting because it was real brief at first. Like we just shook hands, we talked about what rounds I thought he won. I told him first and third, second was competitive. He goes, Yes, second round was very competitive because Geechee was still having some good content out there, even through the through the, the, the stumbles and stuff, but Everybody from Harlem was the ones that really wanted to talk to me the most. I got an interview with Murder Mook's manager, so that that could be in this podcast too. I got a, a Zoom recording right. with him, asked him some questions. Um, Murder Mook's wife came up to me and was like, mm, "So what's up?" And I'm like, "Hey, I came to apologize. I, 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 I came. I came. I, I didn't run away. I kept the same energy. You know, everybody from Harlem surrounding me was like, "Hey, look, it's this guy." You know, they. But they embraced me. They brought me with a lot of like, yeah, you know, you know, right, you're right. wrong. Come here, come here, come here. And <laughs> Mook's wife had me laughing because she's like, hold on, man. You know, our mom got to talk to her, her mom, her mother. Yeah. Like, let me FaceTime her. her. Her mother FaceTimes. And then she's like, look, she's like laying down. She's like, mm-hmm. So <laughs> and I'm like, hey, listen, I got to apologize. I got to keep that same energy. He was amazing. She goes, what you expect, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, she, she dropped there. She that was verbatim, verbatim. 
Oh, she's I was, I, I was surrounded by Harlem cats <laughs> during the battle. Only thing I didn't like about the Harlem people I was around by the, in the battle, but before yeah. Mook rap, they say, "Oh, it's one 0 I'm like, "You have to wait till he raps at least." But right, right, whatever, right. they were right. Yeah, whatever, it, 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 yo, if they were on the block, it would have been the same thing. They they treat this like it's no different than the block. You know what I'm saying? So then, um, you know, I'm still outside. I see Tiff Lux. I see Lux's sister, and she's yeah. like, "So," and I'm like, "Hey, I'm, I'm here, right, y'all." Mm-hmm. I told y'all, I told and I'm like, hey, look, I came to pie. She's like, that's great. That's great. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, Murder Mook's wife did, did say to me, listen, what you said that day was needed. Like, we needed to hear mm. that. This was part of the criticism that he's always been dealing with. He never gets a chance to actually talk to it directly. And he got a chance to talk to it directly. And you embodied that. You know, and um, another thing, Murder Mook at the face-off, I didn't mention this. When I saw him at the face-off, he walked up to me and said, ah, it's my nemesis. <laughs> and then he goes, I respect the shit out of you, man. I really do. You were wrong, but Matt used to ten toes down, and I respect that. And you know, hearing Murder Mook says he respects it, um, we were humble about it. His management team came up to me too and was like, "Hey, man, you got to support the brand now. You want to buy a drink? Or you want to buy a hat?" I said, "A hat lasts forever, man. Give me a hat. I bought the hat. That's a fly and then Mook, hat, man. Mook was like, hat. hold that hat up, hold it up.' And then we we took the picture together with the hat, and you know, but Lux." The Lux part was interesting because Lux was just laughing, smiling. He said, listen, mm-hmm. man, I love everything that you brought to that press conference. And more importantly, I love everything that you contribute to this culture. Your mm-hmm. voice is a necessity. And um, I'm very grateful for what you're able to provide and keep providing what you provide because it's needed. We need it and we appreciate it. And I'm just like, damn, thank you, beloved. Like, Hey, listen, man, it gets no better than that, man. It gets no better than that. Yo, but- after hearing all that, what do you think? <laughs> Ooh. First of all, let's go back to the face-off, right? Because yeah. before that, I was in agreement with you. I'm like, I, I haven't seen Mook pull it, get it together. Geechee always does well. Geechee has to know the magnitude of this battle, especially if it's in New York. And on top of that, it's not like he's battling every week anymore. Like, he, the man's got some time to construct some rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And, <clears throat> you know, and Mook wasn't saying the right things. He w- When he had his own press conference, it was like, I don't need to listen to y'all. I'm not changing anything, all of that. But when he sat down with DNA and Jay Black, it's like Mook opened up and was like, yo, my mother passed. I was in a dark place. I was not trying to hear what anyone was saying. I'm denying what people are saying about me. And I had to just realize that I need to change some things. And as long as everyone is going to this is this part is not verbatim, but this is how my ears hear it, right? As long as everyone is cool with me doing gun bars and all of the, you know, regular battle rap stuff, then I'm going to do it because this is what you want. I'll, I'll give you don't the verbatim call- real quick. I'll give you the okay, verbatim. go ahead. I don't think I don't think niggas got it out for me like they want me to lose. They just want to remember what it was. It wasn't hate. They just hate the fact that I, they know I'm this dude and I'm not being this dude. And it's selfish of me. So I apologize for that. Correct, but also the content too is what he's also talking about. Can we just remember, be ignorant? He, he said that. He said that. Can yes, we just because be he ignorant? wanted to make. He made a clean, hard change in the content he was rapping about. Remember, he came back. He didn't have no gun bars. It was just lyrical stuff, rapping, metaphors, all of that stuff, right? But now, you know, battle rap being a low vibrational place that it is, you know yeah. what I'm saying? People want to hear it. You know what I mean? And he's like, Shh, I'm good at it. It doesn't need to be 
as woven in with everything, I can jump from scheme to scheme, bar to bar. I don't have to create this complex world for everyone to live in. I can give them what they want. And at the same time, still sprinkle in a lot of the complex stuff that helps bring the culture up, that helps those writers find those gems and also become better and see how Mook uses his technique. You know what I'm saying? So he still find ways to put it there, but he said, you know what? I'm going to give y'all what y'all want as long as y'all will accept it. And the crowd was accepting of it. And it was it was phenomenal, man. He did it, yo. Like, he finally did it. He rocked, And he rocked the crowd for all three rounds. They booed him a little bit in the second for that, you know, a lot of nose, murder mook line and stuff. But let that roll off his shoulders. Got the crowd. Now, now let me know. Now, let me know that it. the crowd was was keeping it honest too. You know what I'm the saying? The crowd kept the funky. And, and, all and night, I seen it, look, I seen everybody online saying for Jazz and for Mook, oh, was extreme gas. And I'm here to say this: we can't say this for two reasons. One, if all of best Mook's best performances came in smaller environments, and now that he conquered the big stage, we're not going to go ahead and take that away from him. And say it was gas. We're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Was some things a little bit heightened you're home this is home field advantage yes that might be the thing but secondly and most importantly this is what Geechee wanted right mm -hmm. Geechee asked for mook in new york so now you can't complain about it being the new york crowd making it harder for you if that's the case like this is what you asked for and france man i'm proud of us because we actually went to the positive first and gave mook all the kudos and credit because i mean all of his schemes, all of his setups. I mean, even the EFB scheme that he had going on, the, the shots that he threw at all the random people and stuff like super crazy, right? First, third round, Mook on point. Gichi Gotti, however, I, I don't know if at some point, you know, he lost track of what he wrote and decided to go off the script. But I mean, it was just ineffective, this battle, like, he had some bars in the battle, but a lot of it was very anemic. I mean, even when he comes out and he's freestyling and it's like, it's just freestyling to just rap words about what just currently happened. But they, there was no structure. It wasn't, they didn't land. It wasn't crazy. And then the material that he did have just like wasn't enough. And in each battle Geechee has, there's usually one standout round, one stellar round where you're like, all right, man, we got the Geechee that we wanted. You know what I mean? And in other two rounds or one of them, he's going to jump in a Tesla and, and put it on autopilot. France, man, you know, there's different there's different levels to Teslas. You got the Tesla Plaid. That's the fastest production sedan on earth. You know what I'm saying? 1.9 seconds, you're at zero to 60. If you want to jump in that Tesla and just give us what we want, and then we decide, well, I like Geechee more anyway, so Geechee wins, or I like Mook more, Mook won, to make it a preference battle, cool. But France, he jumped in that Model 3 basic version Tesla with the cheapest rims you could find, the, the, the lowest hey. audio system. And he just rolled his way into the battle. And it was like, come on, dog. Like, this can't be it. I don't want to assume, right? But it almost felt like his game plan in his mind was like, oh, Mook's going to still struggle with the crowd. And I'm going to be able to capitalize because he'll struggle. And, you know, DNA said it on our Twitter space is like, Maybe he didn't he didn't he didn't uh, account for Mook being good. And what would I have to do in case Mook is good? I mean, regardless, though, even the material just wasn't enough. Like, it just wasn't enough, dog. And a lot of the freestyling just wasn't enough. Like, it, it did it not pay off. And then if he didn't have the star power and the cachet that he has with the culture, 
Like it could have got super ugly up there because he got booed multiple times and he took it like a champ. It's all good. You know, he got the charisma, he got the charm, he got the star power, so he can stand there and take the booze. And he's Geechee Gotti, he's gonna be fine, but it's like this just wasn't it, dog. Like, and he knows it, you know. Hey, he had a rough one, it's all good, he'll bounce back, but this wasn't it. I, I think, you know, for, for hardcore Geechee Gotti fans, you know, they're gonna feel a little slighted because this was a battle where you expected him to bring that 100 at this point of his career. I don't necessarily, I would love to expect him to be 100% every single time, but I know how things go in real life. But in certain battles, I expect 100% from, from certain rappers. I didn't get that at all. Listen, man, um, he just battled 64 times or more in the last four years. Let's just call it for what it is, right? Like, just because you're oversaturated doesn't mean you can't be good, but like it, it does mean that you battle the whole lot. <laughs> he he was well rested for this battle, so there was anticipation of like him being more like his disaster performance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think the biggest thing about it all is that we had not seen Geechee struggle with a crowd like this before. Um, there was no moments where he regained the momentum, like he competed in the second round, but there was no moments where he like snatched it back in his favor and put pressure back on Mook. And we had never really seen somebody chant 3-0 against Geechee. So now Mook is the first person to have that over Geechee Gotti. And more importantly, Murder Mook has clear wins now over Geechee Gotti and Tayrock, the two people that mm. we labeled the face of URL. And this is the face of Smack saying, well, this is the face of the next era of Smack. I beat them both. He did one in a silent room and one on a big stage. So Nothing you could really say. Um, and more importantly, once it drops on the app, he'll be the only person with a win over Geechee Gotti and Tay Rock on the app, too. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. Geechee. Yo, he was stuttering a lot in this battle. You know, Stutter to be fair, Vlad, a lot of battle. the things that we've seen from Geechee that we didn't like in this battle are things that we've seen previously. Like, this wasn't yeah. brand new, right? Like, this is things no. that we... These are things that we've talked about in the past, like his John John performance or some of the battles in 2020, like against like Clips and, and Verb. Mm -hmm. But like for mm -hmm. some reason, it just always kept going under the radar because, you know, he battled so much that the next battle comes, he might win, he might do better than that one. So we never harped on it, but. Oh, he'll always have one fire round. He didn't have a fire round. You know what I noticed too? When yeah. Mook switching flows like that, you really start to notice, Geechee don't really switch flows like that. No, like he don't really have another gear of rhyme patterns that he just throws out there for you to be like, oh, no, and then land he'll, with a bomb. He'll, he'll just he have a round where like, he'll have a round where rebuttal connects and his and his content is potent. And he did have some real potent moments for sure. Like the whole like my bars don't make people react. They got to reflect like that's deep. that was that's, fire. Yeah, yeah, that was hard. You know what I'm saying? And like, obviously, the angle by like Drake and. A lot of stuff in the second round was really good. That's why I tell people, like, at least that second round, you can make the argument, but there's no argument if you won. The only argument is if he got 30 to 2 one. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yes. Did he have some stuff? Yes, he did. And when you go back, will you find some, 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 some gems that you missed? Yes, you will. But even if you're just going, well, he just wasn't clean at all, and Mook was clean, and both, even if you thought both material was it close in 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 level in comparison the fact that mook was 100 clean you're gonna give him the battle just off top 
So just from a technical standpoint, Mook wins. And then when you add the bars into it and you're breaking it down, Mook wins once again, man. I mean, on a technical standpoint, no one's going to beat Mook because the man wrapped 25 minute round without a single stutter. <laughs> so if you're thinking, if you're not the airtight, clean guy, like already you're going to struggle there with that. And two, his strategy on this was so perfect. Like, obviously you're in New York, so you should use your home field advantage. But everyone like, should. You know, everyone should. That's why I'm not understanding why people are complaining about people being home and using that. Like, it, you're supposed to use it. It's there it's for you. how it's you do it. Like, if you do it in a corny way where we see it from a mile away, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. No one had ever Houston, stopped. To, you're like, well, I'm tipping on full foals. It's no like, one had ever. On, all the people Geechee battle, no one has stopped to really use that angle about, like, you're from the city that killed Biggie. And then list all the people that, that, you know, died out there and. It's just like, man, like this was a really good angle to use. And at the end of the day, like just like his Tayrock performance, I feel like he decided to stay tailored into a scheme that was all about Geechee, but had a punch at the end. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So everything worked a lot more performance. It was electric. Like prior to today, I hadn't seen Murdermook be electric on the stage. And he showed and proved everyone wrong. You can see it in multiple interviews. Bill Collector walks up to him and says, I apologize. Ehar says, I apologize. Everybody's apologizing. And there's a reason why everybody's apologizing, because prior to today, we hadn't seen that. You know what I'm saying? And I have no problem admitting that I was wrong, giving it up and, you know, honoring that. But I just also would love for it to be honored that, you know, he conquered. He conquered it. Yeah, and also on that stage, too, you'll notice He's not speaking or doing anything while his Geechee's defense rapping. was on point. Defense was on point. He wasn't so touchy feely on the stage. He wasn't no. getting extra physical. He, he, or anything he also like said that. in the face he off. He's like, "Yo, that. make sure my mic is low. I don't want them to say I'm talking through his raps." Like he, that lets me know everything, Vlad. He was listening. He is aware of the criticism. Even just bringing murder to his face off. Yeah, shows that yeah. He's trying to. <laughs> he's trying to connect more on the entertaining right, aspect. Right. And it just looked like finally he just stopped overthinking it. That's what it looked like to me. He just stopped Absolutely, overthinking it man. and adjusted Absolutely. perfectly. And and you know, just to keep the transparency, uh, I don't sit here and 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 root for anyone to lose or win. You know, we make projections who we think is gonna win or anything like that. But when it does happen, and it happens so that Mook won and he was masterful on that stage. It is a good feeling because this guy is one of the forefathers. He is a pillar. So to see him be able to do that, it only pushes the game further. So, you know, I'm glad that Mook realizes that people are not against him and that he was able to open up and say, yo, man, people want to see me do well. And I'm just not giving them what they want. And now I hope that he's able to find even more of a balance where he could be more artistic but still give us still give folks that want this that also because he is an artist and like he says it is something that that pulls him in two different directions like he doesn't want to necessarily rap about these things but when you do it and the people love it and you get that gratification from it it's one thing and you know it also hey it's a nice check also i mean he's got three salons and a lot of stuff going on in real life but it don't hurt when you can get a 60 70 80 100 120 piece to come up and and do the thing that you love the most in the world you know what i mean but it's gotta be a weird place to be when this is not what you want to rap about but you did it so good and so well. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting to see how he tailors the rest of his material from here forward. We don't, also based upon who he's battling too. I know we're pressed on time, but two things we didn't mention is uh, 
Surfing Casanova. I got five minutes. I got five minutes. I got to go put my son to sleep. Surfing Casanova FaceTiming him. Son, come on, man. This dude put everything into the battle. This is crazy. I want to read a quote that Mook said that was really deep. He said, um, uh, people was in prison and they called me mid-battle with smiles. You know how deep that is? That's the most gangster shit possible for somebody to be going through the realest shit in prison call you to watch your battle and smile yo mm. that's real that probably that, meant more to him than anything right there that's real man that's a surfing casanova I, freedom both <laughs> them, them being together is hilarious <laughs> yo that <laughs> listen man wherever they at i know it's lit man it's not the circumstances you want to be hanging out with your homie but you got to make the best of it no matter where you're at in the world, man. And it is true to see, you know, surfing there smiling and Casanova smiling like, you know, for a split second, you know, you're like, damn, at least they're happy for that split second. You know what I mean? Going through hell and all that. So yeah. and it, it was it was dope to see them, man. And damn, you know, salute to surf. Wish him the best, man. And 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 I pray you get back out here for your family and for the culture, because you know, you not being out here, man, your presence is definitely like needed and necessary, man. But your family first, man. Prayers to you. Let me ask you this. Two things for for you got to go. One. Yeah. What did you think of the entire conversation of me and Mook and everybody from Harlem? You know, you didn't get a chance to oh give your gosh, re- yeah. response to it all. And secondly, who are your top three performers of the night? OK, well, I mean, yeah, man, the Harlem dudes, they they. They treated you well, man. They, they they basically welcomed you in. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you stood on your own too. You didn't back down. You went toe to toe with you know with with one of the head honchos of this game. And oh man, you held your own, bro. You know I'm what I'm saying? Lux, just, Lux's words are really touching. I'm not gonna lie. That was great to hear. Yeah, man. No, so salute to that. And you know they knew that you were coming from a good place. And on top of that, you know your stuff. So it's always important that you know what I mean. So that's dope. And um. Obviously, it's it's Mook Jazz and uh Slade. You could have jazz, it however you jazz want. Mook Slade or Slade over Mook. Like that's that's why I'm. I think nah, Jazz is the nah, best. Nah, but... man, because I mean, because if we're putting everything into a vacuum, then that becomes like, you know, what are we really expecting from Stumbles and Slade? It's like if they're good, we're happy. But if they're not, then we ain't tripping. But everyone in the world is like, is Murder Mook gonna do good? Is he gonna die on that stage? Yeah, I, that's, how, that's how I felt, man. Like, come that's on, man. Like that's that's gotta wait for something. That's how I felt. I felt like Jazz was obviously the most masterful. And even if you want to be on a materialistic side about Slay Maeve having a better material battle rap content than Mook, Mook well, Mook did way more. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like yeah. Jazz, Mook, and Slade. Like that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yo, 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 Mook was bombing in at first with no punchlines out the gate, man. Like for a minute, man. He, he pop, on, you know, man. I love that he, I love that he gives people like stumble so much props because he's like, oh, you're able to bomb without really punching. He could just talk. Yeah, I can do that. I can yeah. do that. That's what I'm saying, man. And that's why it's gonna be interesting to see what route is he gonna take going forward now. Like, yeah, how is I, he gonna finagle and finesse this and balance put a, it out? To put a ribbon on it. Um, you know, I said it. I said this, man, I wanted to see him do good because I felt like him being good on the big stage opens a whole new realm of competition and, and parody and battle. Oh, yeah. Now it's like, oh, who who can handle this? Who can who can actually go toe to toe with Mook on the big stage if he's performing at this level? And I feel like now it creates a really healthy, positive dialogue. If he didn't yes. do well, we would still have the uh, 
can he figure it out? Can he figure it right, out? You right. know, qu- yep. conversation. So that still would have continued, but him doing good is good for the sport and, and for the culture. Um, everybody told me, think twice before you doubt a goat ever again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I can respect it, man. I can respect hey, it. Man, it is what it is, man. Yo, France, another great one, man. Thank you guys for tuning in on another Monday. So log on to letstalkbattlerap.com. There will be an article dropping about this event, and we will have more articles dropping this week. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at LTBR Podcast, and make sure you subscribe on all streaming platforms that you're listening to this on now. And man, can't wait to talk to y'all next week. Once again, friends and Vlad, aka Los Cabritos, New York City. We back home, baby. Peace.